Welcome back to the JTCC podcast. I'm Nicole, and today I have Dennis Kudla here with me to talk about the mental and emotional journey through junior tennis. Dennis trained at JTCC from age 8 to 18. During that time, he became one of the best juniors in the world, achieved the number three ranking, and was a junior national and world champion. Dennis is now playing professionally on the ATP Tour, where he is currently ranked number 59. Dennis, thank you so much for being here today. It's always great to have you back home. Thanks. You're a great person to, to discuss today's topic with because you have also lived through it, and I'm sure you can offer some great insight on what the mental and emotional journey is like for a young junior player. I have some questions for you, but to start off, let's hear about how you first got your start in tennis. Yeah, so uh, first, how I got started in tennis, uh, I was seven years old, and I actually, uh, it was an accident while I started. My dad was teaching my brother, and I was just following him all the time. Uh, I was that's just that annoying little brother, <laughs> and uh, at the park, there were some guys there playing tennis, and realized that I had some uh, hand-eye coordination, and then they uh, recommended that I went into a tennis academy, and then that led me um, to College Park. Uh, I was I was part of that camp, and uh, yeah, that's how the journey began. Okay, so you're from Arlington. So where did how did you hear about College Park Tennis Academy? Um, so. I don't really remember that much, but they used to have these talent we camps. Young, so. Yeah, these talent camps, and I showed up. Um, and actually, one of the coaches that was here back in the day, Sergey uh, and Vesa, I remember them all just kind of talking to me after that camp, and they invited me uh, to start training with the high uh, high performance group. And this is when College Park was kind of just starting out. Uh, it was a lot smaller than it was today, yeah. and um, you know, I was so grateful for that opportunity because it's definitely led to uh, all my success today. Awesome. Thank you. So today's topic is the mental and emotional journey uh, through junior tennis. So why do you think it's important to discuss this? Um, it's important to discuss kind of the mental and emotional journey because from when you're young, um, maybe you don't have really the sense of reality if you're going to be able to make it pro or not you you just you're dreaming big um and you're constantly learning just having so much fun but as you get older and get closer to that opportunity of either maybe becoming pro or going to college or whatever you want to do with the sport it becomes emotional and it becomes more of a mental grind um I know when I was younger, I didn't even think about it until probably six months before I went pro I started realizing wow my junior career is coming to an end. I might be going to college or I might be going pro. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it was tough, but uh, the most important thing is having a strong support system around you, your parents, uh, your coaches, uh, your peers. And that's what College Park provided with me. Um, and I'm happy that they led me in the right direction and guided me through some tough times. Great. Um, what was the best part of growing up as a junior player and what were some of your least favorite parts? So the best part um, was definitely having all your friends who had the same interest of just the love of tennis. You know, I was obsessed with tennis. That's all I wanted to do. Um, and just having a great time learning, uh, learning about this game and being with your friends. Um, and, and we all had maybe not all the same goals, but same interest, um, and being able to see the world at a young age. Yeah, um, sure. and then my least favorite part was definitely having to manage, um, 
school mm-hmm. <laughs> with you know the tough grind of tennis just because you know if you want to go pro in that path or even you know high you know elite college player it, it's tough to put all your energy into sports and and to school uh, both are really important um, and, and you want to do the best you can in both sides but it was tough to manage uh, but they had some great teachers here and the coaches definitely were on top of us especially when we fell behind in school but uh, we found a way to somehow get a high school education so that was yeah. <laughs> that was good for me some some kids excelled better than others but uh, I was lucky to I think be in in the middle of that group. <laughs> That's good, yeah. And you probably learned time management at a very early age mm-hmm. by doing so. Definitely. Um, so where did your motivation come from? Was Would you say it was more of an internal motivation? So it was it was yourself that was motivating? Or um, was it an external motivation? So coming from your coaches and your parents and um, that kind of thing? I think when I was younger, it was completely internal. Mm-hmm. I, I loved everything about it. Uh, I didn't need anyone to tell me to go practice four or five hours a day, um, be in the gym and be running around. I think as I got older and it became a little bit more stressful and you mm-hmm. kind of go through you know, the normal teenager mentality where sometimes you don't want to do some things. Um, I needed a little bit of that external motivation. Um, I still think at this sport, if you want to get to a high level, it needs to be mainly internal and needs to come from the player uh wanting to do that hard work wanting to push through those tough situations uh to improve because those are what the match situations are going to be like you're alone out there so it needs to be internal but the external is important as well because you can't do anything great in this sport without uh help from the outside right and uh that's where coaching becomes pretty important um and having that relationship with your coach to understand individually what's good for you uh to be able to be as successful as you can in the sport yeah definitely and uh you were a really great competitor back then and you've carried that over into your professional career as well so how did you deal with the pressure as a successful junior competitor yeah i mean uh competing needs to be the number one thing when you go out there is leave it out all out there because that it's going to give you the best possible opportunity to win these matches and you know winning winning is fun losing is not that fun yeah (laughs) but um (laughs) you know you can't always control that but you can control how hard you compete Mm -hmm. um the pressure from being successful in juniors uh going in early stages of my pro career you realize that these older guys they use it as a target they don't care they they almost You know, they want to beat you so bad and put you in your place. But that's where, um, you know, you have to show your true colors and, and, and prove that you belong at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the juniors, it was tough. Um, I was always a nervous player. I was that kid before big matches I couldn't eat. Uh, I barely slept. Um, I felt like I was hyperventilating all the time. But um, that's where trust your training really comes in to play with what College Park preaches. And... Uh, to take away those nerves even now for me is you need to know that you put in the work. Um, I think when you're in juniors, you worry about the results so much. And mm-hmm. as you get older, you realize you can't control that. Uh, you can do everything right, but your opponent just does something a little bit better. Or he just has an incredible day, and that's just part of sports. That's why people love it is no guarantees. But if you allow yourself to compete as hard as you can and to train the best way possible, that when you go out there, 
you're going to win more than you're going to lose uh, because you did the right things and uh, the pressure will be relieved and you can play the best tennis in the biggest moments. Yeah, I agree. And uh, obviously in every sport and every athlete has highs and lows. So um, could you speak more to some of your highs and lows in your junior career? Uh, so highs in my junior career, winning Orange Bowl when I was 16. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, being number three in the world, I won a, my biggest tournament at Grade A in Mexico. Mm -hmm. uh, final the U.S. Open. Those are some incredible moments for me. Uh, very important for my transition into the Pro Tour. Uh, some lows. <clears throat> I remember uh, starting out in some junior Grand Slams, and I lost my probably first three or four first rounds. I choked some massive matches in the first round of mm -hmm. match points serving. Uh, losing matches and crying, uh, mm -hmm. but you know I got through that again with your support system because this is an individual sport. It's one of the hardest sports in the world. I think it is the hardest sport in the world. Boxing maybe is in there because you're getting hit in the face. But yeah, <laughs> this is as close as uh, it gets, um, and it's hard to deal with that stuff when you're younger. But um, those are some lows, and I definitely, you know, you're alive and well today, so it's. Uh, you will survive if you have them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that's an important message to get out. So kind of leading into the next question, how did you manage your confidence level in your junior career? So how did you overcome your doubts and, and your concerns, some of your lows? Yeah, confidence is a fragile, fragile thing in sports. Um, it takes weeks, months, years to build it up, and you can lose it in one match. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in juniors, it's all a learning process. You, you You'll never be at a point where you know everything. So, again, uh, support system, they come into play. Um, I may be saying that a lot right now, but <laughs> it's it's super important. Right. Um, the confidence, when it's high, uh, not getting too cocky, not thinking that you have, have it all figured out because what the top players in the sport teach you is that it's you have to constantly learn and adjust because right when you're playing your best tennis someone else is going to play even better and figure something out um but and so it, it's very important to stay humble uh but also showing that presence um on the court of being confident and having that pep in your step but not letting it get in your head and being humble inside uh overcoming doubts and concerns that goes into training everyone has it i still have it today um, you're always going to have it, but to eliminate those or minimize them, you need to know that you're training the right way, and not only as hard as you can, but as smart as you can, because sometimes a hardest worker isn't always doing the right the right thing. Uh, so training smart and training hard are both equally important, and uh, those things done correctly uh, with the right guidance will allow you to overcome those doubts and concerns. True. And um, so as a junior athlete, your family probably has a big role and in, in involvement in your career. So what was your family's role when you were training and competing as a junior player? Did What were some of the things that they did in support? And then um, I'm sure there were some aspects that could have been a little bit frustrating or annoying. And, and so <laughs> what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, my family's role, they did not have a huge part of my tennis career. I mean, obviously, they funded a lot of it. So that was mm -hmm. massive. That's everything. Um so I thank them for that. Uh, I thought they took uh, an incredible role of being in the back seat. You know, they mm -hmm. they didn't try to run my career. They didn't try to 
coach me. Um, you know, you see it sometimes in sports, it works, but for me, it's not what I wanted. Uh, I wanted the separation at home. Yep. Um, if I had that all the time, I think I would go crazy, and I don't know if I would still be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they understood that. You know, I actually had that talk with them when I was probably 12 or 13, and, and I told them, look, I feel the pressure. Even if you don't think you're putting pressure on me, I'm, I'm trying to please you. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't handle it. And so they did a good job of being from the side, letting the coaches uh, have the role in coaching me. And that's how it was. Um, and without that understanding between, you know, the parents and the players, and they, um, they might have been too involved in my, in my career personally. And mm-hmm. it could have led to some additional pressure and frustration that maybe would have taken me in another path. But uh, they allowed me to have my own dreams and goals and, and be guided by the correct people. That's great. That's really good because we see a lot, you know, nowadays the parents are getting really involved. <laughs> and, yeah, um, it's, it's tough. They might think they're doing it, you know, uh, that they're not in the wrong, that they're doing it for the best, but... You know, it's not always like that, Yeah, like you said. So exactly. leading into that, um, what advice would you give to some parents of, of junior players now? What, what would you say to them? So, yeah, this topic is definitely important. Um, if I were to give advice, I would say talk with, talk with your kid and, and really see what they feel. Do Are they okay with the pressure of you being there? Um, do... Do they want your help or would they rather do it with the coaches here and let them kind of figure it out on their own? Um, as much as a parent wants to be involved and be hands-on and guide them there, it's never it can never be the parent's dream. It needs to be completely from the player. Um, and again, you know, if, if you want to be involved and your kid says, look, I'd rather you be on the side and and until something goes completely wrong with these coaches, can yeah. we trust this process? And I think they need to be able to look at themselves and be equally mature and say, okay, I'm going to take the back seat. I'm going to let you do your thing, and and we'll go from go from there. And we'll check back maybe every year, every six months, uh, talk with the coaches, see what's yeah. going on. But that's important. Uh, some some players like like their parents being there and being mm-hmm. heavily involved, and that's great. Um, it usually fails more than it's successful, but there are some successful partnerships, mm-hmm. and that is, you know, that's great, but that requires a lot of communication. Um, I think sometimes I see parents getting too hands-on on the player, and I'll see the player just afraid of saying anything, and, and the parents just going right. hard, hard, hard on them, and that's that's not right. That's not good because uh, then you're completely controlling them and, and there is no internal motivation. It's all external. So when mm-hmm. they're on the court, they fold yeah. and they'll lose a lot of matches and, and you'll see that frustration. So communication is key and um, trusting that the coaches here know what they're doing and having that communication I think is incredibly important. Yeah, absolutely. And um, kind of going off of that, do you would you encourage a separation of um, kind of like tennis life and then also home life or would you what was it like for you I think you you mentioned earlier that uh, you kind of had that separation and obviously yeah. worked out really well for you but everybody's different so what would what yeah you I mean about? from being a pro I see a lot of kids they burn out a lot of guys burn out because they didn't have that separation I, I think it's important to mm-hmm. have an 
semi-normal child childhood uh be at home don't talk about tennis if you love talking about tennis great yeah. uh but you know you can watch your tennis but have some normal things talk about other parts of the world or, mm-hmm. or news or other kind of education because if you're good you're going to be good at 18 no matter what you do right. uh what atmosphere you're in obviously there are some better than others but a lot of the kids that have been put into situations at a young age, 12 or 13 at these academies, um, or like going to Florida, and mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like a military camp, it, it, gets, it gets tough on the kids because they feel yeah. this pressure. And, and if, if they don't make it, they feel like they're a huge failure while they're not. You know, they, they maybe will take it to college and have a scholarship while you can maybe look in other households. Just getting a scholarship is a huge success is mm-hmm. the goal, or even just getting to college. So... Uh, I think having a normal childhood on the side allows you to have perspective on both sides um, and gives you more options. But, uh, yeah, having balance of life is is huge, especially Mm -hmm. in individual sport because you don't have teammates to rely on. Yeah. So uh, that's big key. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And um, you kind of somewhat answered my next question that I had (laughs) down, but... um, as a pro and you started out so young at eight years old, did you ever feel like you missed out on a normal childhood? Did you, did you kind of wish that you, I don't know, actually, I, actually, you know what, I don't like even, did you actually go to public school? I don't know if you did no, or not. No, when I, I was remember. younger, when I was younger. Okay. Uh, I started here, I think when I was seventh grade. Okay, so, so yeah, so do you yeah. ever feel like you missed out on kind of a I did, quote, I did feel childhood? like I missed out on a normal childhood, but I thought later on I did mm-hmm. a good job of with some of the some of the players here that were just in the afternoon program, and yeah. you know I became close to them. We hung out outside. I, I got to maybe become friends with their friends a little bit and have some of that normal life. Um, you know, I ventured out in that way. And do I regret having not having a normal childhood? No, um, but it is. Some things, you know, going to prom or dances or, or right. being in a huge social environment. Those are important, you know, things in a, in a kid's life. But, um, yeah, it's a part of me misses it. But at the same time, I had other things. I got to travel the world at 15, 16, 17. Yeah. So I had, you know, my my pluses in my life. Yeah. And that's with everything. Yeah. Um, but... I think everyone just needs to know what they want in their life. And if they don't, just realize, you know, the opportunity you're getting because everything you do, there's an opportunity and there's a positive and just need to uh, highlight those for sure. Right. And, you know, everyone's journey is different. I know we're talking about kind of a generalized mental and emotional journey, but we're talking about yours. So, yeah. you know, um, everyone's is different. So I think that's important to recognize as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had an amazing, successful junior career, um, but is there anything that you wish you had done differently? So kind of bouncing off of, off of my last question. Um, um, yeah, I mean, definitely you always feel like you could have done something differently. I feel I had an incredible path in juniors. Um, you know, I, I started maybe at 15, 16 into Mm -hmm. my fitness and really taking care of that. That was great. I thought the group around me was phenomenal. Uh, we always pushed each other. We were we were friends. Um, anything I'd done differently? I wish. I wish I had not worried about the results mm-hmm. as much. It's hard because in the moment, 
when you're playing these tournaments, these big super nationals or grand slams, you don't know what your future holds. So it is the biggest thing at that time. Mm -hmm. But looking back now and my whole junior career, it was all just developing and learning. And if I could go back and understand that, mm -hmm. where all I need to do is learn, try new things, and this is just a stepping stone into whatever your next you know, your next adventure is with tennis. If, if you're pro, then 100% junior career doesn't do anything. It, it needs yeah. to just all be learning, getting your game better. If it's college and you want to be a top college player and maybe go pro, yeah, juniors, again, is another stepping stone to get you into maybe the best college you can get into. Um, and then it, it, if it's just getting into college and you don't want to play tennis after, it's even more just enjoy the moment and learn because tennis teaches you so much uh off the court as well and that can help you in other aspects of life and that's um i, I it's, there's a couple things i wish i had processed better but other than that i thought uh the mistakes i made and and the highs and lows that i had in my career i thought were extremely important to help me be the person i am today yeah absolutely so um a big part of our sport is respect and uh what does this mean to you as a junior player? And how could the junior players today respect the game more? Yeah, you have to respect the game. Um, you have to respect your opponent. But at the same time, you don't want to get too much respect. There's that fine line. Mm -hmm. um, and, and as a junior, it's hard to see that fine line of, okay, you know, you, you worry about yourself. You don't underestimate anybody. But at the same time, you don't want to not give yourself enough credit and, and not respect yourself enough um so um as a junior player that's that's tough because you're either you could be a super cocky kid and be so consumed in your own ego which is not good <laughs> and at the same time you could be another one of those kids that care about everything that everybody mm -hmm. thinks and that's not good either so i think respect respecting the game respecting your opponents uh, it allows you to have more peace of mind out there um which helps in everything you do and um junior players can respect the game more by knowing that it is so much tougher than you think it is it is a game of having to constantly learn and when you think you know everything mm -hmm. there's just 10 20 more lessons right around the corner that you need to learn and in fact you don't know a lot i mean i know i was in that position at 17 18 when i was three in the world i thought i knew everything and then i jumped into the pros and i was getting crushed and i was being taught so many more things in this game and mm -hmm. i had no idea about so uh respecting that it's always a learning process and there's always more to learn and respecting your opponent to the point where you don't underestimate them those are those are huge uh huge tips that i could give yeah definitely and um going off of that as well did you think that jtcc did a good job in instilling your respect for the sport 100 percent um they kept us very humble mm -hmm. uh and teaching us to respect your opponents and always being the hardest worker out there and setting the bar with respect and hard work and uh that's extremely important because not all coaches do that mm -hmm. but uh, i think the coaches here in college park do a phenomenal job and uh they understand that and all the kids and parents should definitely be listening to them yeah definitely 
Um, okay, so finally, last question. You've heard our mantra, trust your training, which um, I don't think we had when you were training here. Yeah. But we say it a lot now. It's on every on everything. So trust your training. What would that have meant to you as a junior? And um, what does it mean to you now in your professional career when you yeah, hear Yeah, I mean, trust your training wasn't, you know, in quotes written on the wall when I was younger. But yeah. uh, it was definitely something they, uh, they talked about. Um, so for me as a junior... It was just, and as a pro, it, it means the same thing. Just knowing that if you train correctly mm-hmm. and you put everything out there day in and day out, when you're working hard and you're working smart on the practice courts, in the gym, that it's going to allow you to be as free as possible when you are out there, uh, six all, third set tie break, or in a fifth set, or in these tough moments, uh, the biggest moments in your career, that you've done everything you can and you're allowing yourself to play them in the moment and stay present and go for your shots and it's okay to miss or Mm -hmm. not miss because you've done what you can and if you don't trust your training that's where doubt and concern comes in your career and creeps in and can Mm -hmm. completely overcome it so trusting your training goes far (laughs) yeah you know far in your career and it's extremely important that's what it meant to me great that's great um Well, Dennis, thank you again. It was a pleasure having you on the JTCC podcast today. Uh, You're a really big role model to these kids. They look up to you, and they uh, really aspire to accomplish everything that you have. Um, Good luck in Europe. I hear that you leave tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. And um, we look forward to having you back at JTCC when you return. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the JTCC podcast to be notified when a new episode is up, and be sure to follow the JTCC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to stay up to date. All right. Thank you.